good looking? How you doing today? Just let's enjoy this for a second. Ah, another glorious day. You know, when you get to, uh, I suppose any age, I mean, when I was in my 20s, I probably thought I could have uh, bit the dirt at any time, too. Uh, but I suppose I love the saying, every day above ground is a good one. Um, the uh, There was an interview once with Bob Euchre, and it was freaking hilarious. And he was talking about retiring. The guy's like 90 years old, I think, and he's still doing Brewer games. <clears throat> and I apologize, my voice is a little weird today. I think, uh, you know, I had this this cold a couple weeks ago. I'll get back into the Bobby Uecker story in a second. But I had this cold a couple weeks ago, and it just a few little tiny things are hanging on. Um, I, I don't, ha- I never had a cough, but, you know, like a draining, and, and it, like, so, like, there's buildup in my throat. And um, I tried taking a hauls earlier, and I'm hoping that that actually helps but it might be worse <laughs> uh, i mowed yesterday and i think uh, I, the little bit of allergies that i do have i think are acting up a little bit today um anyway i want to get back to the bob Uecker story I, I i was just saying that every day above ground is a good one and bob Uecker was doing an interview and he was um i think just backing off his duty so he doesn't do every inning and he and i think he was at a point where he wasn't going to travel with the team anymore so he wouldn't be uh the primary broadcaster on um, road games and um, <laughs> he says you know the, the truth is we're all going to end up with a lawnmower being pushed over the top of us and I, I just about wet myself that was so funny to me uh, and to just be so matter of fact about yeah it, it is it's going to happen to everybody I, I will say that probably I'm young for feeling that way um, 54 and I, I'm like I know what's going to happen. It can happen to anybody at any time. And quite frankly, I try, I've been trying harder as of late, but I mean, I'm trying to, and have always tried to, you know, do all the things that I want to do so that I don't, you know, if I die tomorrow, I'm all right, man. I had a pretty good run. I, uh, I, I've done a lot of things that I set out to do and I've succeeded and failed. And, um, you know, all of them have made me, you know, kind of appreciate every day. So anyway, uh, every day is a good one. And, um, Bob Euchre says we're all going to wind up with lawnmowers rolling over the top of us anyway. <laughs> so uh, I guess that's 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 awesome. Uh, I'm going to do things in a little bit of a different order today because um, I want to talk a little. I'm going to do the lottery later, and the reason I'm going to do the lottery later is because um, I, there's something about it that I, I just kind of want to talk about that um, I saw in the most amazing. HBO Max series Succession the other day that just reminded me of lottery winnings and what have you. So uh, I'm going to do that just a little bit later. So right now I'm going to I'm going to kick things off with what am I grateful for? Grateful that I had you know kind of a good run and that uh, I understand that a lawnmower will be pushed over me someday, but. Uh, uh, I am grateful for that. I, uh, I'm going to start off with uh, being grateful to Lisa, um, as I'm always grateful for Lisa every day. Uh, I, I tell you every day about that. But I got to be honest with you, little tiffs in life and the little rifts and the, and the things that 
um, you know, bug you about the other person that when you're living with them all the time and you're, you know, there's just little things, right? And so yesterday we had one of those things. And, um, you know, it was just, at the end of the day, it was stupid. And you forget about it in 10 minutes after you have this, you know, kind of blow up. And then, but it always makes me think of when you get into, you know, this kind of pugilistic, you're like, yo, you're this, and I can't believe you're upset about that. And I'm right and you're wrong, right? You, you, when you get into that, you know, once you stop, just think about what it would be like without that person. Just like, just house empty, quiet. You don't have the person around anymore. The sounding board, the person you can always, you know, just say what happened in your day. Um, it, life would be worse without her. Um, it, it just it just would. Um, I am thankful for the dogs. They make me smile and laugh every single day. Today being no exception, our youngest dog got a haircut yesterday, so she's looking especially adorable and uh, she's a little chillier at night, so she wants to be in bed, so that was kind of fun. Um, she's too big for the bed, but uh, that doesn't stop her. And she's so cute. She's going to get her way anyway. She's going to look at you and be like, oh, come on. Come on. Um, I'm grateful for technology. I Technology allows me to do this and do this pretty easily and quickly. Um, someday, if anybody was ever interested, I'd tell you all about all the little technology things that I have that I use to do this. Um, I also, it allows me to do my work. My work is based in technology. I've been involved in technology and marketing for 20 some years, uh, technology even before that, building websites since the mid nineties. Um, so, you know, just a lot kind of in my life has to do with technology. You can learn anything at any time, you know, you just open up Google and you got to be careful about what you read because it's not. You know, even Wikipedia is, you know, not awesome all the time. Uh, but, you know, it's it's out there. I mean, if you really want to know a fact, uh, you know, like a, a, a an equation, uh, I always go to the Internet for um, how do I figure out percentage on, you know, some crazy scenario or how do I, you know, like it, when it's when it's complicated beyond my typical poor math skills, uh, the Internet always has an answer for me. Here's how you do that. Um, I'm also grateful today and most days lately for Sudoku. I've been doing that a lot lately. Uh, I'm, I'm the kind of person who doesn't like to just sit and watch TV or just sit and do, uh, anything where, I don't know. I just, so like if a game is on, I'll have Sudoku and, you know, especially in commercial breaks or something like that. If you were in my house and you watched any movie, any TV show, whatever, there is going to be at least five times when the show is going to get interrupted for a potty break. Uh, either the dogs or Lisa, uh, a phone call, uh, um, oh, I forgot to get this. Uh, <laughs> for whatever reason, Lisa needs to have a couple of uh, outfit changes during the middle of a show. I don't know what that's all about. but um, Anyway, that... that to watch an hour-long show is about an hour and 15 minutes for us. And so in those moments when things pause, I just I grab my phone and do a Sudoku puzzle. Um, keeps you sharp. Uh, it keeps your brain going. And uh, I don't know, I just enjoy the challenge of it. I, I, I love a challenge uh, uh, no matter what I'm doing. I, I really love challenges. I, I'm going to talk about that a lot one day. Even the way I eat M&Ms, I create challenges for myself when I do that, so... Um, that's what I'm grateful for. Uh, what are you grateful for? And by the way, don't forget to tell somebody or be grateful for something, but just if you're grateful for somebody, let them know. Cause it's, 
it's a great uh, a great thing that we can do for other people, and it feels good to do for yourself. So uh, be grateful. Don't forget to be grateful. Um, and so I'm going to do uh, something a little bit different today. I'm gonna now I'm gonna I'm gonna get into both what's eating kale and the lottery. Now I like the lottery theme music. I also like the what's eating kale. Uh, so I'm just going to, I'm not going to look, I'm just going to press one of these two buttons here and I, whatever comes out is that's the theme we're playing. All right. That's the what's eating kale theme. Um, so what's eating kale, things that interest could found or gnaw at me. And I'm going to include the lottery today, uh, in what's eating kale. Uh, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing. I'm not complaining about it. I'm not. Uh, there's nothing new news about it. But um, I was watching um, our new absolute favorite television show, Succession. If you are not watching Succession, you are. I swear to you, you are not living. It is just wonderful. It is so fun. The characters are so crazy. Um, there's opulence and wealth and just oh my god, backstabbing and. It's so much fun. Uh, there's four seasons of it. It's on HBO Max, and um, there will only be four seasons of it. They, they, they've ended the series. There, there will be no more after the four seasons. So um, Lisa and I just picked it up. We were through season one, and um, it's fantastic. But all the talk about money um, reminded me of something that I've, I've been wanting to talk about. So when you win the lottery... Um, the reason I like big jackpots is because during the recession when I was super broke, I've told this story a hundred times before, I, I built a lottery calculator because the lottery had gotten up to 300 and some odd million dollars. I was so broke, I couldn't go anywhere, I couldn't do anything, I couldn't, I mean, it was it was brutal, every day was horrible, uh, and every day brought just more bad financial news for me. And so while I'm sitting there and down to basic cable at best because I can't afford any of my pay channels... Uh, I just bored. And so, um, you know, I built this uh, calculator with all the calculations to calculate tax and interest. And so what does $300 million really mean was really what I wanted to understand. But honestly, what was really kind of getting at me is the other lottery at that time, those those would only be $10 million. When When somebody won, it would go back to $10 million. Now they go back to $20 million. But I wanted to understand what $10 million was. And... So I, I did the math, and then if you won $10 million, I, I built this whole calculator around it. So anyway, when you win the lottery, it's obviously not what it seems to be because there's, you know, if you take the cash option, which everybody seems to want to do, it's less. And if you take uh, taxes out of that, obviously it's less. So when, I, when I'm talking about the lottery right now, we're going to think about that, but we're going to get into details, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to connect the dots between uh, the lottery and the HBO Max series succession. Uh, and so, in, in you know what? Why don't I just play the lottery theme here? Because I like it. Talking about the lottery. Yeah. All right. So, there were no drawings last night. Uh, so, the lottery is pretty easy. Uh, there is a Mega Millions drawing tonight. A $38 million jackpot. A $20.4 million cash option. Remember. Remember the 20.4 million dollar cash option because it's going to be important for our calculations later. Next drawing again is tonight. Powerball is fifty one million dollar jackpot with twenty seven million dollars in uh, in the cash option. Drawings are Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. Next drawing will be tomorrow night. Um, 
So when we're talking about money uh, and you do the calculations, $20 million isn't all it's cracked up to be. Well, just for whatever reason, in the middle of uh, succession the other night, there's this quirky character in there. He is an outsider. He's a cousin who's trying to make his way into this multi-billion dollar media company, which is at the center of this family. And it's the center of the whole show. And the, the series name is Succession because the kids of the father who owns the company are all vying for uh, their place in the company and they want to be the next CEO. And um, this Greg, who's this outsider, very bumbling. Uh, he's uh, anxious all the time. He's uh, treated poorly by the in-laws or by the relatives. And, um, but he's lovable. He's always on edge, always nervous, but he's awkwardly smart, and he's just a really fun character. And Greg's grandpa is the brother of the guy who owns the multi-billion dollar uh, media company. And Greg's grandpa and that guy who owns the multi they're, they're arch nemesis. They, they just, they hate each other. One is super liberal, one is super conservative, and they just, they hate each other. So Greg is deciding that rather than be kind of on his grandpa's side, he's going to be on the side of this company and try to keep working his way in this company. And young Greg is then told by his grandpa that he's no longer in his will, which would have uh, meant about $250 million uh, in inheritance to Greg. And so I just want you to listen to this clip. Now, remember, Greg's kind of a bumbling guy, and he's talking to a couple of the, he's talking to a son of the guy who owns the multi-billion dollar media company and um, a son-in-law. And he comes in and he tells them the news that uh, he just turned down $250 million from his grandpa. So this is, this is a clip from Succession. Yeah. So I think I just uh, turned down a quarter of a billion dollars. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a drink. Uh, I think I think I'm gonna. I can drink these drinks, right? These are drinks for people. Because Logan promised he'll look after me. So, a quarter of a billion. Mm-hmm. Instead, you're trusting Dad. What? No, I mean my grandpa changes his mind a lot, so it's not final. And plus, um, he's so sturdy. <laughs> like, who knows how long I might have to wait? I'm good. Anyway, because. Uh, my so, I was just talking to my mom, and she said apparently he'll leave me five million anyway. So, I'm golden, baby. You can't do anything with five, Greg. Five's a nightmare. Is it? Oh yeah. Can't retire. Not worth it to work. Oh yes. Five will drive you un poco loco, my fine feathered friend. The poorest rich person in America. The world's tallest dwarf. The weakest strongman at the circus. <laughs> Uh, it, that show is so fantastic and, uh, it is so funny, but the point is really that of the, these guys are all so wealthy. Uh, Greg is not, uh, that they're really putting into context that, you know, you think you got a lot of money when you got $5 million and trust me, I would be fine with $5 million. Uh, and we're just going to talk a little bit about what it really means to have, you know, we're going to actually go through, I think 10 million, like 20 million. We're going to go through 20 million. Um, and I'll just kind of run through these numbers for you because this is this is the reality of of what it is. If you win twenty million dollars, people are going to treat you like you have twenty million dollars. 
but it's just not true. So a $20 million jackpot, taxes are going to be over 40%. Uh, there's going to be taxes on any interest you earn, so it's never going to accrue you know, just in that pure $20 million way. Uh, if you take the cash option, no guarantees whatsoever. Uh, you're gonna, if you're earning interest, there's no guarantees on it. In fact, you might lose money if you're investing on your own. So if you spend any of that principal, the amount of interest you earn goes down. So the cash option uh, on a $20 million prize is $13.7 million, uh, which would be roughly $7.5 million after taxes. So you win $20 million, take the cash option, you're going to have about $7.5 million. If you spend none of the principal, 8% interest on $7.5 million is about $400,000 a year. Great income. But people are going to still treat you like you have $20 million. You can't just willy-nilly go giving everybody money on that. And if you take any out of the principal, you make less money on the interest. Uh, you're, you're not going to have yachts and houses all over the place. It's not, it, it won't be like that. Uh, again, 400 grand would be just an awesome living. I, you, but people are going to still believe that you should lend them money. And you're, you know, it's just going to, and so to their point, it's a pain in the ass. Um, I, I think it's easy to turn them down, but it, the reality is, it's, the, rea- the reality is that it's not this amazing thing. So, um, now if you take the guaranteed annuity, um, you're never going to have millions of dollars unless you just save it all. Um, and the good news is though, that you pay taxes only on the amount you get paid every year. I think I'm pretty sure on that. And then, uh, pre-tax your annual payments would be about $667,000 a year after taxes, roughly 450. Over 30 years, you'd make about $13.5 million. Now, on the cash option, if you never touched the principal and you always made 8%, which there's no guarantee, uh, you'd come out just a little bit better than that. I think $19 million. And when I, that, I know that it, it's, it is more, but I mean, like I'm, that's a lot more. But I'm just saying that it, it's just not what you think it is. And so I'm sure that people the day they hear they won the lottery uh, is a probably different story than how you actually have to probably live. They say that most lottery winners, regardless of jackpot, are broken five years. So, I mean, again, it's just not, it's just, I think, harder than uh, what people, so I, so what I wound up doing with the lottery calculator that I built was, you know, I would, I would put the big numbers in. I put the $300 million thing. Then I can like put my relatives on, you know, like a regular, you, they can all have a hundred grand a year, 120 grand a year. I think I calculated out. I can build this kind of a house. I can, and I, I really thought it through. What was interesting about the whole exercise is over time, you know, like spending weeks and months with this thing, um, you know, the craziness of winning that $300 million jackpot um, changed from oh I oh I would want the greatest car ever, quarter of a million dollars. Who cares? I got the money. Half million dollars. Who cares? I got the money. Well, by the time I was you know kind of settled into it, I'm like, why would I do that? What did, like I would get pleasure out of that car like a couple times when I drove it, and that'd be it, right? 
other than that, I just need nice practical, right? Like I just need a good car. Um, I do, you know, have some things that I like about a vehicle. I just want to make sure I had a really good one. And uh, my house went from, you know, just ridiculousness to, you know, here's what I really need. It would still be amazing. Um, but it, it, you know, I don't have to have, you know, 20 rooms or anything like that. Um, but yeah, that it just, it, it was a great exercise for me, but, um, that, that moment in succession made me want to, um, uh, to just kind of have that conversation with someone that, uh, <laughs> oh, 5 million is <laughs> 5 million is like the worst amount of money you could ever have. According to these guys, it was freaking awesome. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about today that that's, uh, uh, what's eating kale topic is guilty pleasures. Um, that's always sounds naughty to me, but it's, it's usually about movies or songs or something like that. And so today I thought I'd talk a little bit really quick about, um, two of my guilty pleasure favorite movies. Now I'm doing this in a podcast that anybody can listen to. Um, I'm not trying to get a bunch of people to listen to it. It's really just for family, friends and, you know, a few uh, acquaintances that I have. Um, and these are things that I probably wouldn't just in random company tell them. Uh, if this blows up and, you know, a million people are listening, I'm okay with that too. But by the same token, uh, I, I typically wouldn't talk about this. Uh, first guilty pleasure movie is Pride and Prejudice, the one with Kira Knightley and Daniel McFadden. Uh, by the way, Daniel McFadden is in succession. Um, the guy who plays Mr. Darcy in Pride and Prejudice, he's in succession and he plays the quirkiest, weirdest, character uh he's wonderful uh but just you don't know if you love him or hate him it's just it's a weird it's a weird thing uh he acts strong and tough and he's just jello he's just he's just he's just jello but anyway the, the pride and prejudice uh the the jane austen story uh fantastically done in my opinion the so i've really sat down and watched the movie maybe three times in my life um and it came out i don't know early 2000s or something but um, the, the, it also is a great movie to put on if you're tired and you want to go to sleep because the music is so wonderful in it. It's so soothing. And so just, it's just, it's awesome. And, uh, in the, the there, you know, there's no explosions or <laughs> car chases. I mean, it's a, it's a good movie to go to sleep to, but there's a moment in the movie where we kind of get to the pinnacle of their love, hate relationship. And, um, they're in this, like they're at this outside this pavilion it's pouring rain outside and they're just under some covered area and they just they have it out uh Kira Knightley and uh Daniel McFadden um Elizabeth um oh what is their name uh oh my god I can't think of their name and Mr. Darcy uh boy why can't I think of their name that's too bad uh the Kira Knightley character and the Daniel McFadden character they just get into it and um this is the turning point because that after this blowout, I think they're they're both realizing that as much as they hate each other, they really are attracted to each other, and maybe they haven't been seeing everything the way they think they should. And it's just the passion and the the way they deliver those lines, which are very old kind of English. Um, it's just wonderful. I mean, it is it's really really neat. Uh, and my next guilty pleasure is uh, maybe even somewhat the same premise, right? Uh, Pretty Woman. Uh, But one of the things that I like about both these movies is there's a lot of wealth. So 
Mr. Darcy is extraordinarily wealthy. His aunt is extraordinarily wealthy. Um, Mr. Uh, Bingley, uh, who plays a key role, uh, he's extraordinarily wealthy. Uh, and of course, uh, in Pretty Woman, you have Richard Gere's character, which uh, is just, I, I just love the movie. And I mean, it did I, the world fell in love with Julia Roberts. Couldn't have been more perfect for that role. Uh, I, again, it's a movie that I really, really enjoy, but I, I would never, you know, it's, it's a guilty one. It's like, I'm a little embarrassed that I love it so much. Um, and, uh, so I'm going to put links up on what's eating kale to, uh, where those things are on your, on your, um, streaming channels. And, um, I, I hope, you know, maybe this inspires you to be like, you know what? I think I, I've never seen that Pride and Prejudice. I think I'll watch it. Or, you know what? I have seen that. I'd like to watch it again. Uh, if not, I'll be watching it again. I don't. Who needs you? Who needs you? Uh, it, so, at the end of the day, that's that's what's eating kale today. Um, I hope you go out and have a an amazing day. It's a Friday, uh, so enjoy that. Enjoy your weekend. Mm-hmm.